Welcome to the Purpose and Principles Podcast. I'm Max Brown with my guest today, Gary Peterson, EVP at OC Tanner, EVP of Manufacturing, and also a board member at the Shingo, uh, Shingo Institute. Uh, I'm also grateful to say uh, that Gary is a good friend of mine, and we've known each other, I don't know, now at least 15, 15 years. Yeah, it seems like that. Gary, I'm grateful you could join me on the show. You know, we're talking during really crazy times in our life, right? I mean, everyone in the, in the whole world is experiencing a global pandemic that has changed everything in a very short amount of time. And in stressful economic times, I just want to jump right in. What are some proactive things you're doing as a leader to help people manage these challenges or this stress? Yeah, you know, I think, I think uh, one of the first things uh, that leaders have to realize is the way they set the tone for, for people around them. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I would say staying calm, mm-hmm. uh, staying assured, uh, staying optimistic, mm-hmm. uh, have being, being the one who, who feels like everything's going to be okay. We're all right. We're doing all right. So how, how do you do that, Gary, when some people are saying, ah, I hope, I mean, it's got to be real, right? I mean, if people are faking optimism, people will see through that. Yeah, yeah so I'm, th- I'm thinking more like, uh, so I'll tell you a quick story. Mm-hmm. Uh, about, so we were, you know, we did a major change uh, effort at OC Tanner where we moved from uh, kind of a top-down controlling autocratic culture to more of a team-based uh, manager as coach and mentor, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, back at the beginning of that, uh, man, it was stressful and it was hard and and everyone's jobs were changing. So everybody was in turmoil. Mm-hmm. And um, one day I was, and I was the, I was the change facilitator and I was, uh, actually when this happened, I might've been a vice president of manufacturing. I can't remember for sure. But, but one morning about 10 a.m., a lady from the vault named Laura came walking into my office and she said, Hey, whatever's wrong, you got to fix it. Mm. Uh, uh, I said, I, I, What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Said, well, you look miserable and everybody knows it. Yeah. Wow. And I thought, I mean, that was, that was kind of a, it was kind of a mind blowing uh, comment to me because yeah. I, okay, and I thought about it. I thought, Yeah, I am unhappy right now, but that doesn't have anything to do with work. And I didn't even realize that I was affecting 800 people, you know, by the fact that I was miserable for whatever reason. And, and she just kind of pointed at me. She walked away. She says, fix it. Wow. You know, I, what, what, a, what a wonderful thing for a person to do. What do you do when, when you're in a bad mood at that point? Or perhaps you're just not feeling like you want to smile. So leaders that are saying, hey, I'm tired. Yeah, so I think, I really think it takes effort. Mm-hmm. I really think as a leader, you have to say, look, people are counting on me. Is, is everything okay in the world or is it not okay in the world? Mm. And so, yeah, I'm not talking about putting on a fake smile. Yeah. But, but you know, I, I made it, I have made it an effort my entire career. When I pull in the garage at night, mm. before I get out of the car, I, I figure out, am I happy or am I mad? in a good mood because mm. I'm in the house, a good person, a happy person. And, and my boys uh, who are now careers of their own, you know, they've commented to me, dad, it, it is not easy to stay upbeat. And yet you always seem to come home uh, in a good mood. How did you do that? Mm-hmm. I have to tell them, you got to work at it. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to say, 
you know, what does make me happy? Can I be happy right now? And you just, I think you gotta, you gotta be, find a joyful place so you can share it with other people. Yeah, I appreciate that. And I do think you're right. There, there has to be an intentionality as a leader to be able to remember that everything you do is magnified. Everything you Every- do is magnified. Yeah. I mean, you make a, you make a little comment about something that needs fixing and it just gets blown out of proportion for, yeah. you know, it's not the way you meant it. I, I have learned as a leader, I'd be very careful about uh, the things that I say or the things I comment on. And I'm, I'm actually very content right now, uh, complimenting people, congratulating people, uh, telling them how awesome they are. Uh, cause they can amplify that all they want. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, I agree. And, and it's huge. So what are some of the universal principles that you live by? You know, you and I both share this common background, not only at OC Tanner, but also with the Shingo Institute. And we talk about principles. We talk about principles all the time and how they help us to guide our lives in a better way, whether things are good or whether things are hard. You know, I think from whether, whether you're talking from a work standpoint or, or family, or, or home, or neighborhood, community, whatever it is, uh, I think keeping value at the top. What is the value that we're seeking in life? What is mm-hmm. the ultimate purpose and gain? And, and always, which is what the shingle model does. And then always you know, work towards that. What can we do to be better aligned to value, continuously improve around that value, and, and have a foundation that strengthens that. And the principles I, that I really totally buy into uh, at that foundational level of the shingle model, the respect for others and uh, the humble leadership, yeah. I think are, are so important and so critical. And, you know, people come to the plant all the time and, and they're always saying, you know, well, we created this, this culture continuous, we launched it continuous improvement and everybody was excited and then like a month later it just died and i i can't figure out what happened to it i said well, i know exactly what happened to it your your culture ate it yeah well, i mean if you've got if you've got people who aren't respectful if you have leaders who aren't humble yeah you can launch anything you want and it's just gonna shrivel and die on the vine it is so true. And I wish we could emphasize that over and over again. You know, we, we know Deming said, get fear out of the workplace <laughs> 70 years ago. Uh-huh. And, and good tools have been around for a long time. People just keep pushing tools, pushing tools. And there's some great tools out there. I, I'm, yeah. I'm a big fan of good tools, but tools without principles, tools without, without treating people with respect and leading with humility are really patronizing and really demoralizing. Yeah, and they don't last. They're not they going to survive. That's right. You know, it's the principles that the people uh, uh, internalize, and it becomes part of who they are. And then it doesn't matter what is going on around. The principle just kind of continues to, to maintain and keep everything going. And, and as you said beautifully earlier, it's not just at work. It's in our life. It's in our family. Principles are everywhere. And the way we live our lives, if we guide with principles, we will live happier, better lives. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I totally believe that. And in that note, let's ask another question around. So one of the principles is constancy of purpose in the Shingo model. How does constancy of purpose help guide you and, and, and the leadership at OC Tanner when things get very stressful? Yeah. So, you know, at, at OC Tanner, our, our mission statement is that we help 
employees thrive in the workplace. Mm -hmm. So we believe, we choose to believe that the awards and the experiences that we provide help people feel like, hey, I matter here. Mm -hmm. you know, what I do makes a difference. And uh, so one day, one day I'm, I'm standing behind uh, one of the ladies on our watch line. Her name is Feli Salazar. And she's this little Filipino gal, and I'm a, I'm a tall guy, so I'm actually I'm actually towering over her. Looking, I'm looking. I can see what she's doing. I can see her screens and her work. And and Philly, she's kind of singing, she's kind of dancing as she works, which is really quite enjoyable. She's in a very really good mood, and she finishes working on an order, and she goes to reach for the next one. And I say to her, uh, "Hey, Philly, uh, how are you doing today?" You know, kind of in the interim. And, sure. And she, oh, I'm great. I said, you know, I can see that. Uh, tell me, you know, why, why are you so great? Yeah. And I thought she'd say something about her grandkids or, you know, about breakfast or, I don't know. I don't know what it was that was making things so great for her. She said, I'm great because she pointed at the award she just finished making. I just created an award for, she read me the name of the guy. And when he gets that, it's going to make his day. And I thought, okay, Feli has totally bought into this notion that what I do matters, that yeah. this, this thing that I'm doing right now is helping someone else thrive in the workplace. Mm -hmm. I love my job. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, pro, I'm, part, I'm part of something bigger than myself. Mm -hmm. And, and I, you know, I thought to myself, that is the power of, of constancy and purpose. And, you know, when somebody really buys into um, there's purpose and meaning in what I do, mm -hmm. uh, it drives incredible positive things. What, what do you say to the folks, Gary, who challenge you to say, but I have to hold people accountable. I need quarterly results and your <laughs> soft and fuzzy approach isn't getting it done. Well, you know, I, I would say that the people who feel like they have to drive everybody, yeah. the people don't like to be driven like that. Mm -hmm. I think when they turn around, I don't know what happens when they turn around. And I, I don't have the confidence in it that I do. I know I can walk away from Philly mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter if I don't check back in with her today. Yeah. I don't have to worry about her quality because she, she's trying to do the best work she can possibly do. I don't have to worry why she came to work today, yeah. whether she's engaged and motivated. I don't have to worry about whether she's going to work with her coworkers to, to do even more of what we do and how we do it and do it better. Yeah. I mean, she's just, she's driven. Yeah. That's the best driver. Yeah. I, I can't agree more. And, and in my mind, we hold people that people hold themselves accountable when they yeah. feel like what they do matters. That's right. That's right. And as I mean, leaders, I, we enable that. <clears throat> yeah. It's the same way at home. You know, I, uh, uh, my boys are, they're all hard workers because we, that's how we've grown up, you know, mm -hmm. grown up mm -hmm. working hard and, and we're hauling dirt into the backyard or something. And, and I go in the house, I'm, I'm, I'm not as strong as they are anymore. I'm not as able as they are, but I mm -hmm. go in to get some, you know, a drink or to rest for a minute. What I, what I see out the window is they just keep going. They're they going. Don't need. They're yeah. not doing it because I'm watching them. Because yeah. I'm, I'm expecting you. You know, let me see you work hard. They, yeah. It is self-fulfilling. They, they, they love doing that. They love working together, and I think that's that's the best work we can do anywhere. Well, you know, as a parent, the intentionality of of how you respond to them 
to encourage them and to help them to understand that that hard work is valued is important, right? So as you and I are having this conversation, we live on a little farm. And of course, during quarantine, we're all on our homes. My, my kids are out feeding the sheep. They're bottle feeding the lambs. I didn't ask them to do that. I just know that that's what they're doing because that's what they do every day. And we celebrate that, you know, and I let them know that how they can improve our, our performance and our processes here, how they can help me to make this a better farm. It's all about what they can help me to do together, that we're in this together. Yeah. You know, so, so think about if I, uh, you know, uh, the best way, one of the best ways to reinforce all of that in my mind, uh, when my sons are working hard, when my daughter is doing good things, yeah. uh, if I, I can look at them with a look of appreciation yeah. and admiration, and they can genuinely see that I think that's amazing. Yeah. What they're, and that simple act carries a ton of weight. Yeah. And, and that's what they want in my mind. That's what yeah. they want more than anything is the sense that uh, what I'm doing is respected. It's admired. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, okay. This is who I'm supposed to be as a person. And, and why not do the same thing at work? You know, exactly. I, so I, I, my favorite thing at work is, is walking around and visiting, go to the Gimba, be with every person on the floor. Uh, I know all of our people by name. I love to talk to them and I, I, get the sense they really like me. I don't think they, they, they brighten up just because I'm the boss. Mm -hmm. uh, they, they want to talk to me mm -hmm. and, and just listening to them and, and showing them that I think it's great that they're there. And I really care about you. I think that goes a long way. It, I, I can't agree more. It, Gary, what do you say to, to those folks, those managers who say, you know, I just don't have time. You know, I want to go to the floor. Gary, that's good. I'm glad you can go to the floor, but don't tell me you're out there very often. I'm sure yeah. you've got your meetings and your conference calls and how often do you get to the floor and how do you get people to the floor? Sorry. I love to see those people. Well, drop something. Yeah. Something you got, stop doing it. And they're like, well, well, what should I drop? I don't know. You choose. Yeah. And, and, uh, I, I tell you every time, every time they start to spend more time doing the right things, mm -hmm. uh, I don't know what they're giving up, but we don't miss it. <laughs> that's a big, that's a big point. Yeah. And I'll also tell you, Max, that that I think when managers spend more time on the floor connecting with people and and helping them connect to purpose. Yes. And helping them understand principles and helping them connect to each other. Uh, a lot of the other issues that take up a manager's time goes away. Yeah. You know, I no longer have all these interpersonal things to deal with. I no longer have these motivational issues because I'm, I'm, I'm connecting people to each other and to purpose. Uh, a lot of those things take care of themselves. And, and, yeah. and now I find I don't have to spend so much time doing other things. I have more time to spend on the floor. So I completely, um, I, I couldn't agree more. You know, it's so fun because Ritsuo Shingo, who you and I both know, uh, Ritsuo would often say, Maxon, Maxon, you must understand, we have to go to the Gemba. Yeah. When it when you have a question, you don't make the decision in the meeting room. You go to the Gemba. <laughs> go to understand. Go where the work is happening. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, uh, in uh, in one of the one of the OC Tanner books, uh, we came up with this notion of they didn't call it go to the Gemba, but it was it was a go and see kind of mentality. Yeah. 
and uh, our, our CEO totally bought into it. Mm -hmm. and, and I love the fact that for the last eight years or so, anytime we're talking about something and I say, well, let's go look at it. Mm -hmm. Jumps right up. Let's awesome. do it. <laughs> I, I, I love the fact that he's bought into that idea. Yes. I need to go see, uh, need to go understand. And it makes a lot of fun. Well, and to your point, I hope that leaders today hearing this will take a leap of faith and let something go in order to go to the Gemba, as you just invited them to do. Yeah. Let something go. Because like you said, if they let it go, they'll find that those, those problems will actually go away as they spend more time listening observing yeah. appreciating okay so that's and that's what i want to i would love to reinforce about that is, mm. is when you go to the gemba don't go to show people how smart you are mm -hmm. don't go to find problems that need correcting mm -hmm. don't go to point out inadequacies and shortcomings go to show appreciation Go to see what people are doing and be amazed mm. by what people are doing and show them that you how much you appreciate the great things that they're doing. But but Gary, what about my layered process audit and my and the red on the charts and and the quality issues and my supply chain issues and we're not getting the the product out in time. Don't tell me I can just go out there and be happy. Yeah, well, no. <laughs> so go ask people. Go ask somebody. Hey, what uh, what are you working on? Yeah. You know what uh, what are you thinking about the most? And just let them talk about what they're doing. I, I, yeah, if, if the idea of going to the Gemba is I've got to go solve people's problems, mm -hmm. well, that's uh, that's backwards. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't know if I ever told you that uh, uh, early on in our transition, we were having a hard time getting managers on board. Mm -hmm. And uh, we brought in a guy from the outside, a guy named Larry, to come in and kind of figure out how to engage the managers. And he was with us for months. And he finally came to me and he said, Hey, I figured out what the problem was. Mm -hmm. What is it? He says, it's you. I said, oh, wait, what do you mean? It's me. I hired you. <laughs> he said, yeah, you, you are trying to be the good guy and people are coming to you with problems and you're fixing them for them. Mm. You got to stop. You're, 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 you're disempowering them by solving everybody's problems. Mm. And I wasn't really, I wasn't really sure what he was talking about, but he said, I, I know how to fix it though. I'm going to follow you around all day today. I'm going to stand just behind you to your left. And every time you take something from someone that I don't think you should, I'm going to kick you in the butt. <laughs> wait, 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 you physically, you're going to kick me in the butt. Yeah. In front of people. Yes. <laughs> okay. And I'm going to pay you for this. I'm paying you to kick me in the butt. Well, I, I, I actually didn't think he was right. You okay. know, so I'm, I, don't, I don't have anything to lose. Yep. I'm not going to kick in the butt. We walk out of the office. We hadn't gone 20 feet. And someone came up to me and said, hey, I got this problem, something, something. And I immediately realized, oh, my gosh, I would take this from, I know how to solve it. Mm -hmm. I would take it and I would solve it. And he would kick me in the butt. Mm -hmm. And I had to stop and rethink, okay, wait a minute, what am I doing here? And I started asking such better questions in the next two hours. Well, how would you go about this? What, what would you do about it? What are you thinking the next step is? How would you fix this? What would you like to try? I mean, those kind of beautiful questions. And everyone's walking away from me empowered yeah. and, and feeling like I can go fix this. He wants me to go fix. He trusts me to go fix this. And, and Larry kept saying things like that was close. That was a close one. You know, and, and, and literally like two hours later, I got it. Okay. I understood what he was saying. And he said, my work is done here. You know, you know where to send the check. And he left. And, 
and that was a big learning for me is, is, you know, again, don't go to the Gemba with this notion that everyone needs me to come fix things for them. Go mm. to the Gemba mm. to understand how they're processing. What are they thinking about? How do they go about things? Maybe there's a tool I can teach. Yeah. Maybe there's a technique I can help them understand that will help them solve the problem better. I, I like to believe that it actually isn't about solving the problem. Mm -hmm. It's about people experiencing things and learning things and growing and becoming better. So, so I would say go to the Gemma, not with the idea of let's make it all better, but let's make the people better. Go to the Gemma with the idea of teaching and growing. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. I, um, what a great story too. I, that is my first time hearing that story and it's oh, an no, awesome one. I would have told you that. Yeah, that's a great story. Like, I'm going to kick you in the butt every time you solve someone's <laughs> problem. But, but you know, how effective is that? Because we do think as leaders that we have to be the problem solvers. And the truth is, and a lot of my work is spent helping leaders understand how we become better coaches to help people solve the problems when we ask better questions. Do you have favorite questions you like to ask when you're on the floor? Yeah, I do. I do like to ask, what are you working on? Mm -hmm. I like to ask, what's, what's, what's bothering you guys the most over here? Mm -hmm. I mean, what, are you, what are you struggling with? What if they tell you something that, that you could solve? I mean, what, what happens if someone says, well, you know, I'm struggling because supplies are always an issue. And I know that's not the issue in this case, but maybe, yeah, yeah. Give, you, maybe you give me a scenario that would actually be real. Well, I think let's say it is a supplies. You know, okay. we're, we're struggling with our supplies. I'd say, well, huh, what, what are you trying? Yeah. What are you trying to do? And what ways have you tried to go after it? Well, you know, the problem is, is, you know, I'm not getting it done. I told those guys over there that they need to get them to us sooner and it's not being done. Gary, go solve that for us. Yeah. Those guys over where, which guys? Those guys? <laughs> yeah. Over I mean, there, you know, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I really think, and I will tell you this, it's interesting. You, you, you say it that way. I do think that's the way people answered me 20 years ago. Got it. And I think no one, no one would say that now to me. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, that actually makes me really happy. Yeah. Uh, to realize that uh, I think you've just got to, to get good at helping, holding people accountable and, and helping them take responsibility. Yeah. And the more you do it, the more they start to realize, I love being accountable. I love taking responsibility. I'm getting good yeah. at being accountable taking responsibility and thank you boss i hope they don't call me boss right thank right right for for letting me do that i i love that you think of it like that gary and and here's the thing is that that scenario that i just pushed on you was something that happened while i was the the coach to a site leader in a factory of about 900 people and we were out on the floor going to the gimbo we were out talking to people and someone brought a problem to him right in front of me right and this is what happens and, and this leader, to his credit, of course, we had just, you know, talked about how we need to go to the floor differently, but he asked, how, how can someone else help you solve that problem? Who on this team is a resource for you? Or do you know who to go to in order to solve that? And he goes, well, I can do that. And he goes, <laughs> this, this site leader, he goes, you know, the truth is I have, there's 900 people on this floor. You know how to solve that problem better than I do. And he goes, really? I can do that? He goes, please go do that. That's what people are waiting for, right? They're waiting. Just go to solve be told, it. You're free. You're free to go solve your problem. Yes. And then all of a sudden, your curve of improvement goes from nice, steady improvement to all of a sudden exponentially going up because everybody's driving improvement. And it's not just a, an event. It's not just a Kaizen run by a lean team, although they have a role to play. 
But it's not just them. It's everyone continuously improving all the time. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, Ritsuo taught me another thing, and you triggered this for me. When you go to the floor and you just want to ask questions, observe, and appreciate, Ritsuo does that. He'll sit there for 20, 30 minutes just watching and observing, and I'll be like, Ritsuo, we got to keep going. We're in a factory here. We got a big place. And he's just still watching the first person on the factory floor. And then he says, Maxson, we have to ask, what have we done as leaders? to make it harder for this person to do that job? Great question. I mean, that's just great to me. And then he goes, what are we doing to waste their time, their energy, their talent, their resources? He said, lean, lean isn't just about reducing waste. It's about respect. It's about respect for people. If I respect them, then I won't waste their time or their effort. I love it. And that's what you're doing. And that's what you're doing. And that's why you haven't heard that for 20 years, because people can go out there and solve their problem. You know, and I, I tell you, I noticed the other thing about about a, a lean culture is, uh, you know, five, six, seven years into our journey as people are starting to solve problems, I'm sitting in my office watching people go home one night and I realize as I'm looking at them leaving, I'm thinking, my God, look how confident they look. Look yeah. how self-assured. And I realize they are walking out those doors. They're not just solving problems at work anymore. Now they're going home and they're fixing things at home and in the school and in the community at church. I mean, everywhere they're touching, they're like, we can fix this. And, and that's when I started to realize that, that this, this methodology, this way of thinking, uh, we, we started calling it our change the world model. Because nice. we were saying we're not just changing this team. We're not just changing this factory floor, but we're, we're making the world a better place. One one family at a time, one community at a time. We are sending change agents out into the world for whom they're no longer satisfied with the status quo yeah. and they believe they can fix it. Gary, I, I am so grateful we could have this conversation today. I'm going to smile all day. <laughs> it's a great way to start today. Thank you, Max. It, it is wonderful. Is there any last piece of advice you'd share? I mean, uh, to be honest with you, there's probably 30, 40 more questions that I would just love. We could just riff all day. Yeah. But but to be respectful of time, obviously. Um, and maybe we could do this again if you're okay with that. You know, maybe we could another time when it, in another situation, we can, we can have another conversation. But for today, um, any last piece of advice you'd share with leaders or those who might be stuck, those who might be living in fear, or just those who want to contribute in a, in a more productive way? Well, I, I think the other thing, the only other thing I would say, Max, is that, um, you know, I, my, my, my belief system is that the reason why I'm here on this earth is to improve myself, is mm-hmm. to become a better person through the choices that I make. And, and the only things I get to take with me after I die is, is, the attributes that I develop and the relationships that I nurture. And, and because I believe that, whether you believe that or not, uh, I would suggest that's a great way to live. Mm-hmm. Live as though what matters is growth and development. What matters is relationships. And so try to be more kind and patient and loving and, and gentle. Try to become that that better person whether you believe it 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 has some sort of a long-lasting effect or not i believe it's better for now it's better for your life to live as if everything like those simple things matter and i I, work matters i love my job yeah i love the dollars that we i love the profits right but but that can't be 
the end. I mean, that is the end result of taking care of people, I believe. So it it's the be, end result of living a purpose. Yeah, living a purpose, mm -hmm. do things right. Things take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. is, is what I yeah, Gary Peterson, I am grateful for your time today. Thank you. Thanks, Max. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. Likewise. Have a good day.